My name is Abraham Lawrence. And I'm Tim Goetz. Our goal here is to describe for you the movie that's going on in our head when we worship the Bible. Today is Thursday. I believe it's December the 28th. If I got my dates right, 25, 26, 27, 28. Yes, Christmas was Monday. And it's episode number? 249. We have one more episode to do in the year, this one and tomorrow. And uh, we're going to wrap it up. And we're going to wrap up this story a little bit, too. But the... Uh, we're in Matthew chapter 2. We're talking about these magi that have come to worship this future king of Israel. You look like you had something to say over there, Abe, do you? Oh, no, no. I'm just uh, reading. So they bring some gifts. They bring golden incense. And uh, and uh, you didn't read this on the podcast. Do you read this in between the podcast or what, what did we yeah, do? In between. Yeah, Isaiah. Uh, what did I say? Isaiah 60, verse 6. Yeah, verse 6. Actually is the prophecy that's being fulfilled right here where it says they will come from Sheba and they will bring gold and incense to worship the king. So uh, it's just a fulfillment of prophecy. But the reason that they had to come and they had to bring these gifts, especially gold and incense, these are very valuable gifts. Of course, gold was like a monetary standard. We, we would bring, you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars to the king. They would just bring gold. And so that's what it happened. And that's why um, a lot of people that think that Jesus is from a very poor family, uh, to me, it's a little ridiculous, okay? Because these gifts that these guys had, Joseph was set for life. These guys brought a dowry. I mean, this was not just a couple of gold pieces. They brought him some gold and incense and myrrh. And this gold was enough to carry Joseph and Mary all the way to Egypt, back to Nazareth, get them set up. They were fine. And, and I think it's really important for us to know that Jesus was not poor because it makes it even more stunning or astounding, astounding or whatever word you want, whatever adjective you want to use, that he left all of that to basically be homeless and to preach the gospel. Amen. Yeah. He didn't rely on it. He, he was set. He was set for the rest of his life. He didn't have to do anything. Didn't even have to work. But instead, at 30 years old, he goes out and he does God's will. So that's why I say it's not that being a rich person is going to keep you out of the kingdom of heaven. I believe Jesus was a rich person. But he gave up everything that he had in order to carry out the ministry that he needed to carry out. Amen. I feel like you've done the same thing, Abe. Don't you? You, you've been, okay, let's just make it real. You've been offered some pretty lavish uh, monetary gifts yeah, some, to yeah, use some, your talent yeah, for the some, world or for someone else other than for God. Yeah, some uh, pretty lucrative offers. And, you know, in your flesh, it's tempting. But, I mean, this is so much more important to where I'm at in my life right now spiritually. And, what I'm doing and how I'm helping people, how God is using me to help people through the music and through what he's given me in the place that I'm in right now. Yeah, even the podcast. Oh, yes, definitely. You tell me people are always talking on, hey, is that you on there? I don't believe it. <laughs> yeah, and just like um, when I was at the men's retreat when I was playing percussion, and uh, I think I've talked about it before, and I was kind of... In my flesh, I was kind of aggravated because the set list was so big, and I, I wasn't really, you know, 
in the mindset of playing all of those songs, I just wanted to come to the conference and, you know, and learn. But then as I'm playing, the Holy Spirit is coming over me. And then people are coming up to me telling me how blessed they were with me just playing percussion, not even a full kit. And they were just like, it was just one of the best things that I've ever heard in my life. Mm. And, you know, times like that, you realize it's not about the money. That, you know, that solidifies it for me. You're doing exactly what you need to be doing. Amen. And God will bless it. And, and God yes, will use it. And he will provide for your family. Mm -hmm. And this is what happens here. Yep. Joseph and Mary really don't have very much at all. And God knows the problem is coming. Herod is coming. And he's already made a way. See, God already sees what's going to happen in your life. He already, he's already seeing the detour that's about to happen. And he's already providing a way so that you don't have to suffer through that and that, you know, a way that Jesus can actually be saved. Amen. And it's what he does for his children mm -hmm. because, you know, if you put your trust in man, you'll get what the world has to offer. Mm -hmm. If you put your trust in God, he will provide everything that you need. And the gold and frankincense was, like I said, they were part of the monetary system. But myrrh is a very interesting gift because it usually had to do with embalming and your death. So they gave Jesus the tools to get through life and his anointing when he died. Mm. It's almost like they knew that he had come to die. Jesus knew that he came to die. Most of the rest of the Jews didn't accept yeah. that. Anyway, uh, verse 12 says, and, and having been warned by God in a dream not to return to Herod, the Magi left for their own country by another way. Once again, God provides for Jesus and Joseph and Mary. And when they had gone, verse 13. But behold, go, let's let's oh, go back for a minute sure. to, to 12. And right. then it, like we were talking, because they gave Herod some information that maybe they shouldn't have. And God speaks to them and say, when you guys leave, you're going to go another way. Don't go back to him. Don't tell him anything you saw. Just go this way. And, th and they listen. Yeah, he's not coming back to worship this child. Yeah. 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 And, so. and because they are magi, they're probably not stupid. <laughs> oh, absolutely. I bet even when they were on their way to Bethlehem, it was like, it was weird that he was asking us those questions. Like, <laughs> Make sure you report back yeah, to us. Yeah. Okay. Let us know what you find out. Because yeah, I want to come worship him, too. Wink, wink. <laughs> Verse 13 says, when they had gone, uh, the Magi, and I imagine they were there a few days. I don't think they were just there for a couple no, hours. No, I'm sure after that long pilgrimage, they didn't just leave the day after they yeah. met him. They, they hung around for and a They while. had money to go down the market and get them some food and get them some supplies. And there were more than just three, too. So there you go. Anyway, uh, when they had gone, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph in a dream, and he said, Get up and take the child and his mother and flee to Egypt and remain there until I tell you, for Herod is going to search for the child to destroy him. So Joseph, another Joseph, got up and took the child and his mother while it was still night and left for Egypt. Man, I just think this is just such a part of our story, bro. Yeah, but I mean, and on top of that, it's just like Joseph in, you know, the movie in my head, he's probably like, what's next? Mm -hmm. You know, I got to marry this chick that's, that's got a baby, you know, <laughs> then I got an angel telling me, oh, fear not, everything's going to be okay. She's a virgin, for real. <laughs> you know, so. She's pregnant, how can that be? You know, but here's the thing. Yeah. He's obedient. He is. He doesn't even question any of it. He is. He just does it. He's like the biblical Joseph. Yep.
Yeah. And he returns to Egypt, or actually he goes to Egypt, which, you know, it's just a phenomenal thing because um, people probably think there are a lot of uh, questions that we, we talk about, about uh, people, the, the Jewish people coming out of Egypt and that they need to get out of Egypt. And yet God is actually sending his son to Egypt. Mm. But there's a reason for it, isn't it, bud? Absolutely. It says in verse 15, he remained there until the death of Herod. And this was to fulfill what had been spoken by the Lord through the prophet. Out of Egypt, I called my son. Now, where this is at, you would think that this is talking about the nation of Israel. Because God did call the nation of Israel out of Egypt. But Matthew lets you in on a secret. Guess what? It doesn't really mean the children of Israel. It really means his only begotten son. Amen. Yeah. So pretty cool. So we're about to get into Exodus next week, and we're going to talk about some of that stuff there about the Israelites coming out. But just know that this whole thing is all just a figure of Jesus one day coming out of Egypt. 